What happens if you build a life around heading outside every single day, no matter what? I'm Amy Bouchotts, and you're listening to the Humans Outside Weekly Outdoor Diary, where I share with you my own insights from heading into nature every single day for at least 20 minutes, no matter the weather. What did I learn, hear, see, and experience this week as I take on the Humans Outside 365 Challenge? Come along for my insights and, yes, my more than occasional fails. This is my real life, after all. Are you ready? Let's go. It was Mother Nature's first act of the new year, an epic windstorm the likes of which longtime Alaskans had never seen. It came sweeping through my area, bringing with it incredible destruction and a week-long power outages for some people. That's a really big deal when the temperature is below zero. Gusts over 100 miles per hour with sustained wind of up to 40 miles an hour for 48 hours pummeled the region. Tractor trailers flipped over on the highway. Buildings literally broke apart and flew off. A natural disaster was declared. It was the most incredible weather event I've ever seen. As it was happening, I imagined the destruction that would rain in the woods behind my house, where beetle kill trees frequently fall in smaller windstorms. And when we headed back there, we found the entire trail system covered in one tree after the other. Fast forward four months, and the snow has melted enough for crews to get back there and clear out the fallen trees so we can easily walk the paths again. And while we had explored around them a little while they were still down on the paths, the paths opening and the snow leaving have given us a chance to do more. We aren't just staring at things from a distance. No, no. We're tromping through the growth to see what we can discover. How do the insides of the stumps look? What's it like to stand in the crater left by a toppled tree's root system? How crazy is it that this tree snapped in that spot? A few recent walks in the woods have included these off-trail adventures, sneaking carefully into the brush to check out something interesting, following paths already set by wildlife. It sounds like childlike behavior, rushing uninhibited, open to discovery, but we're not children. We're following our curiosity. It seems to me that as we become adults, we leave curiosity behind. Sometimes we reframe it as adventure, heading into nature to do something epic. But what if you took back that curiosity drive you had as a kid and just followed the instinct, giving it permission to be and to thrive? What if you gave yourself the space to do something fueled by wondering what you might find? Would this look like pausing on a walk to examine some cool-looking fungi or to touch some bark instead of focusing on the destination? Would this be like driving a little bit out of the way just because you wanted to see what something is like or how the air smells in a certain space? Would this look like wandering? Would it look like wondering? I've had a few conversations recently while recording some upcoming podcast episodes that have me thinking about the value of simply following my own curiosity as I move through nature. Curiosity is something I'm used to trusting in my professional life. The instinct helps me find and tell good stories as a journalist. When I want to know more about something, I write a news story. When I'm curious, I follow the question and get an answer. But I often don't let curiosity serve and fuel me in my outside life, where I'm much more focused on the doing. Following curiosity can be a meandering path. It can feel inefficient, but it almost always ends up being rewarding. About a month and a half after our epic windstorms, another different weather event hit a region near me. 
Warming temperatures paired with plentiful, heavy, wet new snow created perfect conditions for a historic number of avalanches. Recreation area managers in Hatcher Pass preemptively closed the area to all use, and not a minute too soon. Over just a day or two, multiple huge avalanches swept down the mountains and over the roads where we often drive and ski. So incredible was the destruction and avalanche debris fields that the road remained closed for about two months while crews worked to clean them so cars could even get through. Obviously, I had to see this. Except I didn't actually have to. Ski season is over, at least in my head. Today, as I record this, is the first day of May. So in my opinion, ski season is also actually over. It's stuff growing season, guys. We do not need to ski anymore. But my curiosity said, what does that debris field look like? What's it like to ski over that? Would it be hard? Would it be interesting? And so we packed the skis and we went to find out. We followed that curiosity. And as a result, I can tell you that when the snow comes pounding down the mountain, it carves out a path that looks like a billowing, snowy waterfall paused in mid-stroke, snaking down a broad path with everything either pushed out of the way on its sides or blanketed by its towering fallout. I'm so glad I took the time to follow my curiosity and see that. Understanding the power and value of childlike curiosity is one of the gifts of my daily outdoor time, and I know learning to harness it can be a gift for you too. You can see photos of what our outdoor curiosity has helped us discover on Facebook and Instagram at Humans Outside. And I want to see your photos of your outdoor time too. Tag me with hashtag HumansOutside365. Until next time, we'll see you out there. <laughs>